0: This episode of Untold Stories is sponsored by Kava and Ledin. You'll hear more about them later on this episode. What is up, everyone? I am Charlie Shrem, and you are listening and watching Untold Stories, where twice a week together, we get to dive deep with some of crypto's most influential leaders to find out how this movement really came to be. We're joined today with Donald Bullers from the bull market. You're the founder (laughs) of Tomb Technology. And you know, you said something before I get into who you are and, and what yeah. technology is, you said something that really struck a chord with me and it's why we do the show. And it's, you said, we, you guys just celebrated your four year anniversary. Mm-hmm. You've got this huge community of the cyber Republic Dow, uh, multiple Elastos. I, I'm honored that now we get, I get to be the person to help you explain it to the world mm-hmm. and, and, and that's what we aim to do. That's why you struck a chord with me. That's why I'm here on the show. And Tomb is the um, company behind the Elastos Web3 technology. And really, what you're trying to do is be a, a blockchain-powered version of the internet. It seems to me that you understand there needs to be constant, different layers to different blockchains, different blockchains right. themselves that are secured multiple different ways. With you have three or four different consensus algorithms. So talk about that. Thank you. For yes, so, yes, thank yes. you for coming on Untold Stories today.
1: Well, thanks for having me. There's a lot, and we cannot get to all of it right now. And I think that that's kind of something that's been difficult for people entering uh, Elastos ecosystem since the beginning to understand what are we doing here. You know, what all is involved, all that. So uh, first, let me say thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, just like you said, getting on shows like yours and others, just being able to talk about what we're doing. Anybody that's been involved building in the space two, three, four plus years, every single day. Is wild. You have your ups, your downs. You feel like you're all alone. You feel like you're doing something cutting edge, and it's just it's it's a it plays with your mind. And when you're working with a project like Elastos, it takes it to an extreme because what Elastos is trying to do is build out a new version of the web and Web three. You know, a lot of people are starting to talk about Web three. This vision started well, 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 long time ago by Rong Chen, the founder, who has 35 plus years of operating systems uh, experience. He uh, early on came from Microsoft. He's early, early worked on the internet and he himself has a vision that's grand. And that's kind of what got me involved in this space in 2017. So I found this project. I saw him speaking. I, I felt good about the vision and what they want to do with self-sovereign ownership and custody of your identity and just the whole redevelopment of how the web works. So um, just to start, uh, let me just say kind of how how I got into all this. So um, 2017, Alastos came around with their main chain. Um, I, I saw a um, a meeting that Ron, Ron was talking about Alastos, and I kind of felt passionate about his passion for what we need to do with the web and uh, redeveloping the web into the Web3. So um, I, I've been working with them for many years. The past two years, we kind of switched off and went into our own tomb technologies company and from there, we've been assisting the infrastructure of Elastos while also building our own client-side products. So we're kind of, we're not, we're not the only ones building Elastos. It's completely decentralized. There's many different teams doing it. Uh, but Tomb Technologies is kind of focusing on the, de- the decentralized identifiers, uh, verifiable credentials, ownership of data, that kind of work.
0: So, so Elastos has become its own uh, ecosystem in and of itself. Yes.
1: So uh, what you mentioned earlier, we have the uh, main chain, the blockchain's proof of work. So uh, one thing that I want to let you and and those listening that are interested in uh, Bitcoin understand that Ella is merge mined with Bitcoin. So we are one of the most secure blockchains outside of Bitcoin because we do have merge mining with the Bitcoin blockchain. So that's that's very important. But we also also have an auxiliary proof of stake uh, mechanism, so it's, it's a hybrid consensus. So you have the DPOS, you have the proof of work, you have side chains, and then we do also have our DAO, which has been around for a couple of years, and I'm actually on the council of that this, cool. this current term, but um, that plays a role in in the functioning of the entire ecosystem. So it's, it's really diverse. There's a lot of different options that you can go with, but but really I kind of want to today talk with you about how does that play into Web3? You know, how are clients and users going to start to use this technology and not try and get too carried sure. away with all the different mechanics of how lassos can, can be developed in different ways.
0: So it seems to me that we, we're recreating these societies that we have, you know, pre-crypto. We're recreating these societies on top of, of, of the blockchain. where we're, we're realizing that the Web3 can't just be done with one technology that's siloed and it can't be done uh, by one company, it needs to be done by by many different companies yes. and many different chains. And so you've kind of enabled this network separation and you have four pillars that, that uh, um, enable that and they're blockchain, runtime, carrier, and software and SDK. And each one separately um, has their own consensus algorithm and I guess where I'm bringing this all back to with the merge mining that you were talking about before is you've realized that say you're saying, Hey, yes, Bitcoin is amazing. It's the strongest. It's been around the longest. Let's utilize the security of Bitcoin's chain and it's full decentralization. But instead of what a lot of people are trying to do and say, Oh, we need to upgrade Bitcoin. We need to change. It's like we can still by merge mining Bitcoin. We can still utilize all the same security. But then on top of that, build multiple layers and layers and layers and multiple blockchains and protocols and different societies and communities all on top of that merge mining. And then you have delegated proof of stake. And then you have the the community algorithm. And they all kind of, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, but they all govern different aspects of our society, our digital society. But in reality, that's the way our world works. It's not one government running everything. It's different checks and balances. It's different departments or institutions that govern how we live our daily lives and that's what you're mimicking here.
1: Yes so let me let me jump in on a couple different things so a lot has changed since the four pillars that we started with so currently we're focusing on several key areas so we have the main chain mechanism that we talked about that's the merge mine Ella that's the proof of work. Um, In addition to that we have the other components that are making up what web 3 is today So. You have the capabilities of doing smart contracts. We have a smart contract sidechain. You have the capabilities of doing DeFi, NFTs. Uh, one major component that we're really focusing on is the decentralized identity. So DIDS, they're decentralized identifiers. Then with that, you can do verifiable credentials. So that's a whole new world that we're, we're focusing on. And with that, you can link that up to, to data storage. So you have your personal own your own ownership of data storage. Um, Then we do have the carrier network, which is the peer-to-peer network. So there's all these different components, and we have decentralized teams working on the different infrastructure components at Elastos. But then you have teams like Toom Technologies that's actually building products, where then we can go back to the infrastructure and either help build out some SDKs that are needed to help it so developers can build on the web or on mobile, but also to provide feedback to, like, here's an example. Uh, we just recently started to work on a platform called Profile. And this is an, an online website where you can go and create your digital profile. And it's similar. It's laid out similar to like a LinkedIn. But really, it's a, that, it's a lot more than that. We can go into that later. But decentralized identity, though,
0: that's what's important.
1: It is very important. And there's a lot that you can do with it. But what we learned in building this with our decentralized identifiers on proof of work, it just took too long it was about 30 minutes from creating an account to when your site is published. And then if you wanted to add your name or add your some other piece of like credential information, you publish it to the blockchain, you'd wait another 30 minutes. And the user experience was not quite there. So in the, this past year, they they created a did side chain. So that's the dedicated proof of stake. Still working with the uh, POW, but it's a lot faster. So now we can get that user experience on our products where you're playing around with a true blockchain digital identity. We can do it a little quicker, but still very, very secure. So that's where we come in. But going back to the digital identity piece, I think that those who are interested in Bitcoin and those who've been around with Bitcoin for long enough have understand how important the sovereign nature of it is. So thinking of it as a currency. Now, one thing that we haven't really talked too much about is we need a sovereign nature of our own digital existence online. And that's something that people don't understand because you're using Google, you're using Amazon, you're using all these centralized platforms on the current web, and there's no ownership of data. You know, there's there's limited capabilities of what you can do with that. You can't monetize that. You can be unpersoned, you can be deplatformed. Your career and life is living online, and we have very limited control of that. And that's what we're trying to do with Elastos. We're trying to bring that to blockchain in a way that people can actually use it. And there's a lot that goes into that, but I'll stop there.
0: Well, I want to understand, don't stop there, because I want to understand when and where, not physically where, but when and where did we realize that the current iteration of the web, as we know it, Web 2.0, the, the infrastructure that we're currently using to, to do this this stream, when did we realize that it falls short?
1: Well, to be honest, it was never developed to be the internet and the web the way that it's used today. Really? So it's very centralized. It was not developed to be as centralized as it is today because now you have a, you have siloed data at these different large institutions, your Facebooks, your Googles, and they are trying all they can to retain the control of that because we have introduced the um, advertising model into the web where they are making money off of your time spent on their applications, you're on their platform. So you think about like Mark Zuckerberg right now is talking about building out a metaverse uh, before the end of uh, this decade. And what that's gonna create is you're gonna have the same thing. You're gonna have multiple metaverses run by these centralized institutions Ooh, because they're going to keep you in their bowl.
0: Yeah, yeah, keep going though. I have a qu- great question. I'm going to write down for you. It's true. <laughs> so that's the problem. So we have to all everyone in crypto, everyone that's that's
1: outside of crypto that's soon going to be understanding the bridge between the traditional space and the crypto space. Is you have to understand is that you have very limited control of what you're doing on the internet. But we have 7.7 billion people in the world, more than half of them are on social media and you know, you're know you getting a lot of data that's so valuable to, to you and it's being used by others. And there's a lot of concerns there. You know, you could talk about uh, fake news. Yeah. You could talk about being de-platform. You could talk about all these different things, but you think about people that talk about Web3 and how important community is going to be and, and these different DAOs and all that kind of stuff. And that's really what we've been focusing on for four years, building that out quietly so that we do have the components in place and ready so that we can capitalize on that.
0: We have to shape our own communities because that's what, what, we're, what we're here to do. But, you know, let's use Twitter, for example. I shape my commu- I try to shape my community on Twitter. I try to shape my community on LinkedIn, Instagram, even this podcast. And this podcast is probably where I own most of my distribution. But even there... Yeah. I'm limited and I could be censored. I actually just created a phone number that people can text me on because I want to be able to have direct. I've recently learned that one of the most probably decentralized technologies is the SMS, even though it's so it's so run on all these different. But there's so yeah. many different vendors and carriers that if one carrier says if one vendor says, I won't process your SMS, there's always another vendor somewhere else anywhere in the world that would process it. So 305-614-5322. That's 305 305-614- 614 5322 two. This is a total experiment. I literally did it this morning, Donald. I'm just saying like nice. text me. I want to be in touch with my people. I want to be in touch with people more and I just want to be in control of of the messaging that everyone's hearing because people are dying with the stupid fake information that's being. But I don't want to get into that. I want to talk about the metaverse. The metaverse. <laughs> so I spend a lot of my hours thinking about this lately because it's been a topic that I never fully understood. I'm actually pretty proud of myself that I finally understood it. So I'm going to explain to you what I think the metaverse needs to be for us to get there, and and actually pick apart my argument and tell me where I'm wrong or where I need to be, uh, where I need to do more of the thinking. From what I understand, you look at games like The Sims and all these other worlds that we've had from World of Warcraft to Call of Duty to uh, even Second Life, and they've all fell short because at the end of the day. The games were the state of the game, the time, or the state of the game, was kept on a centralized place and controlled by the game developers or whoever maintains it. So you can never, even in-game currency, was never you never fully, fully trust it for savings or buying in-game land because there's centralized places. Mm-hmm. There's in the states you can fast forward, you can rewind, you can pause, and therefore they're not real worlds. And you can never have a state that's not. Able to not be paused, rewound, or fast forward because governments won't allow it. They won't allow it. They they need to be able to control everything. And so from what I understand, when we can have a metaverse that actually may exist on a blockchain or the state of it can exist on some sort of blockchain-like technology where it can't be paused, rewound, or fast forward the same way a Bitcoin transaction can't be reversed, frozen, or double spent. At that point, do you think our psyches will be like, oh this metaverse can actually be the real world now?
1: A couple of things. So the reference to to the blockchain and Bitcoin blockchain and and not being able to revert to any different state and modify things, I think that is an eye-opener. That's been an eye-opener for many people just coming into this space, whether you're going to invest or uh, different outlets that you take interest in crypto. Um, That's crucial. But I also think, that what we're pushing, the decentralized identifiers, the identity linked up to the blockchain, the interoperability of that, taking it with you wherever you go inside that metaverse or wherever you go on Web3, Uh, that's critical because you retain that. You don't have to go to 70 different apps and sites and create a new username, create a new password. Be reliant on those, uh, those products to control that for you. You don't have to do the mundane task of rebuilding your existence online, why not have that yourself through a blockchain capability? And then you can log into where you're going, take it with you. You can build on top of that. You can start to grow your own data and store that and monetize that. And then you can link up NFTs to your verifiable credentials. Oh. You can you can basically function on the web in a totally different way than you can do today. Because people are they they don't know any better so people are fine with oh this is cool i can log in with google on every site you know that's awesome it's quick for me i don't have to worry about it but really when you get under the surface it's it's so much different because you have no capabilities of benefiting from that and do you want to go through your whole life and and have that control someone else some might and we're finding that with how we're building out our decentralized storage it's called a vault it's a high vault so Going back to Profile, that's the platform that I'm going to call on you. When will it be ready,
0: by the way, Profile? Well, that's
1: what I was going to say. I'm going to call on you and others to uh, get on there and try it out. We're in alpha. You can go to profile.site and fill it out. You You simply put in your name or link up your social account, then you get a did and all that. But at the end of this month, we're going to be into an open beta. So that's when I'm going to start to talk more about getting people on there. But going back to the whole essence of the site is, you can go on there, you can create a profile, and then it opens up your capabilities of what are you gonna do with that data. So cool. we're building out other apps that can, that can communicate mm-hmm. with your profile. So then your, your, your metaverse is being created between those different applications. And let's just take an example of like fake news. If you have a profile and you have a did, someone else can be writing an article on Ghost or Medium or whatever, and they can cite you through a quote and then you should be able to sign that with your did or your identity on blockchain and saying, that's true. I said that. And there that's how these different sites are going to work amongst themselves because you are going to be who you are online, not who you are on all these different sites. Oh, that I see makes what you're sense. saying.
0: Where will be, so what type of data will be, uh, what, I guess, what type of data will you be wanting to, uh, you know, passport over from world to world, whether it be a digital world or our current physical world, right? What type of data are you going to want to be passporting that you should own? And what type of of data will be on these other metaverses? And I guess they'll all be existing on their own blockchains or their own states. And you'll see different metaverses that are optimized for our... You'll see metaverses built on different blockchains because they are... Optimized for different things, and we're not talking about like the metaverse where you put on the goggles and you're in a different world. Yeah, we're talking yes, about yes. how you interact. You know, like as if like you're sticking your com- your hands inside the screen of the computer, and now you're doing that. Like everything you do and interact.
1: So yes cool. so um, it's there's a lot to think about whenever you're going to this, and this is what we're doing now currently. So we're trying to put together a standards committee so that we can start to focus on what how we're going to manage the verifiable credentials. But um, you have to be careful because, as we know, things are public on the blockchain. So you're not going to want to put your data birth and different information yeah. like that on the blockchain. So you'll have to hash that and put some other information somewhere else. So that's where your vault storage comes in, where basically you can have a centralized place to store your data. Um, what we're doing is multiple tiers because, like you know, some people will be okay using a platform and having the platform hold their data for them like they do now on Facebook or anywhere else. Or you can have a hybrid approach where your friend, Charlie, is storing my data for me on his pie at his house. But what we're really providing here is what a lot of people don't provide, is you can go all the way down to having a Raspberry Pi or a node or a storage device at your home where you are holding all this data And through your DID, through your information on the blockchain, you can then allow access to it. And that's true ownership of data. That's where the Internet needs to flip because now it's the user that has control of their identity, has control of their data, and they're allowing access to it from these other parties. It's not how it is now where we just get consent to give everything out to to the application you're using from day one.
0: I wanted to congratulate our sponsor, Kava. Kava because Circle chose the Kava platform as one of their newest blockchains and protocols they're gonna be launching USDC on. Traditionally, USDC has only been on Ethereum and one or two other chains like Tron, but now there's a bunch of other blockchains. The Kava platform is one of them, and you can access all of those super cool DeFi, high yield opportunities that are on the Kava platform now with USDC, which we know and love. So check them out at untoldstories.link forward slash kava and congratulations guys having circle choose y'all as the top blockchain for usdc to be launched on is a big freaking deal today's show is brought to you by our newest sponsor leadin.io a better home for your bitcoin and they are amazing they're secure simple and such an easy to use platform. For managing and growing your digital wealth, you can earn interest on your Bitcoin and your USDC with some of the industry's best rates, 6.1% APY on your first two Bitcoin and 9% APY on your USDC. You can use your Bitcoin as collateral with their lead in loans to get quick access to dollars or to double your Bitcoin savings with their popular B2X loan. If it sounds too good to be true, It's not because they've partnered with Armanino LLP to provide proof of reserve attestations. That means in a few simple clicks, you can log in and you can verify your assets on Ledin are fully accounted for. And this is truly first in class transparency and accountability. And I'm excited to get to the meat of of, of what we're talking about here. We're giving $50 away in free Bitcoin to everyone. All you got to do is go to untoldstories.link. Forward slash LEDN. And we're giving $50 to anyone who goes on and creates a new loan. And that can literally pay for your interest in the first half of the year, depending on the size of your loan. It's an interest free loan. Why not? Might as well do it, right? UntoldStories.link forward slash LEDN. Thank you guys for being amazing. I mean, you're blowing my mind here because everything is going to change. If we're looking 20 years from now, uh, I mean, in in a conservative way, do you think how we just how we manage governance on a daily basis, how we deal with social consensus, all of that is going to change. It's all changing,
1: every piece of it, and that that's what's exciting about building in this in this space because we can kind of sense it and know it. And the timeline may be a little longer than what we would like, but that's where it's moving, and you can see that. That's why I think that everybody in the space should be appreciative of Bitcoin because. It's paid its dues. It's it's gone through all these trials and tribulations for so long, and it's not going anywhere. We know that now that it's not going to go anywhere. And I think that what's unique about Elastos is it has it's running a similar path. Four years, we've we've kind of had our ups and downs, but the technology is continuously building. They're not investing all their money into bringing people in to, to yeah to be excited about the project for a short period of time, and then go away. This is, this is an infrastructure that's trying to develop for many, many, many years to come. And then as more teams like mine, Tube technology starts to build out these apps using it, then you get the interoperability with the dids. Then you get people to understand, okay, I can store my own data. Then another thing we're talking about, which is the next thing is data marketplaces. So how do you monetize your use of being online? Like, what if you didn't even have to pay taxes because you're getting funded credits for having just by interacting online and allowing yeah. certain pieces of data to be to be taken from third parties that you allow? So there's there's so much you could do with it. And and we're early on building the not so exciting infrastructure part of it. But we're getting to seeing products like Profile. And there's another one I want to talk about next, um, a sports application that we're building.
0: Tell me about that and tell me how you're, you know, one of the topics that, that, that we could talk about is, is you know, to combat child trafficking. You, you yes. talk about that uh, a lot. How can a sports app help combat child trafficking? Yes.
1: So this is this is a really cool thing about how our DAO and our ecosystem work. So we have the cyber public DAO, which. Community teams can work on projects on their own. And then, like in this case, there was a group that was working for a year uh, on the importance of understanding child trafficking in sports. And that's something that many people don't, aren't really aware of. And, it, and it's true, and it's out there. So through our DAO, they created a proposal to have a team pass the information on to us, and then our team be funded to work on this, an application for it. So that's where we are today. So we're working with the group called Mission 89. There's actually a lot of other stakeholders that are interested in this. We're building out an MVP product. So it's a mobile application. And this is for players of any sport. We're starting with uh, basketball and soccer, football. Um, But what you get is you instantly get an ID, a decentralized identity. And in that, you can start to track your stats. So you can have that data that's owned by you. And you can, this is information that uh, recruiters, or leagues or other players and teams want to know. So this is showing people how you can easily have a mobile app. You can have your identity on the blockchain. You can start to have valuable information like data. And then then there's a lot more that we're going to do with it. But how does this help child trafficking? It's authenticity. And that's something that's missing in the world today. You have agents who say they're agents and they're not. You have people who say that they are who they are, but they're not. And there's not really a good way to verify it. So take, for example, you have a player in a small region in Africa who's approached by someone who says they're an agent. Hey, I'm going to give you fame or fortune or whatever. Come with me. They take them out of the country. They go with them. They're forced into labor. They take all their money. They take their family's money. They can't get back home. And that's just one little example of how can an authenticated identity on a blockchain that is self-created, self-owned, that's very important, okay? That's not a third party. That's not a Facebook making it for you. That's not the United States government making it for you. You created it, you own it, and then you can verify that information amongst other dids. And that's how you're going to start to interact. And that's an example of just one application that could be created using this.
0: It's so it's so it, this Cyber Republic DAO that you talk about, was it created on purpose or is this community? Did you call it that? Was this community something that spun up around all the technologies that were being built?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of funny because I've been involved with this since pretty much the beginning. And this is all part of Rong Chen, the founder's vision all along. They, he wants to be similar to like a Bitcoin, which is, is kind of ahead of its time when sure. you're thinking about how... Popular DAOs are getting now where they don't, there is no CEO, there's no CFO of Elastos. It just wants infrastructure to continue to exist. So, in doing that, you have to have a governance or a DAO or a community run group that can maintain the life of this. And so, what was created out of this is whenever Ella is mined, some of the rewards go to the proof of work miners. Some go to the DPOS miners and some go back to the Cyber re- Republic. So now you have this whole community run group that's the DAO, and you have a council of 12 members each year that are replaced. So you have to have suggestions come from the community. They are then put up as a proposal by a council member, voted on, and then the community has a chance to veto that. It's all on chain. So then whenever I'm as a council mem- member go to vote, I have to vote, register it, publish it on the Alaska's blockchain. And then the community has a chance to veto that. And it, it it's really interesting how this has been developed. And it's a work in process because anything that's this decentralized, it's it's has its difficult times, but it, it's going pretty well. Well,
0: I, I actually had I had Alex Thorne on the show, who's the uh part of the firm-wide research at Galaxy Digital. And we we ta- we've talked about this. How do you quantify decentralization? And I suspect we'd give you, I'd give you, I can't speak for him, a higher score based on this aspect, because my biggest problem and why I give huge, bad scores already to full proof of stake blockchains, please don't DM me and send me your shit. But <laughs> No, text me. That's no, I'm going to get the text. 305. 305- 6145322, two, tell me how much you hate proof of stake or how much you love proof of stake, whatever. <laughs> I don't really care. I am people are texting me, whatever. But um the is it's 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 proof of stake, a full proof of stake blockchain is not fully permissionless. You can't and the best response I've ever gotten from my some of my friends who are the founders of Ethereum is there will because even though proof of stake, you know, Ethereum goes to full proof of stake, even though proof of stake when it's distributed the right way, you know, over time and you have a full good distribution, when you have full good distribution, even so when every single person owns it and you need to own some to mine some, you can basically prevent anyone else from coming onto the network that you don't want. And that's not a permissionless uh, cryptocurrency or blockchain. So what you did here by merge mining and allowing one of the pillars to be on that proof of work was you, you create that hedge from, if anyone ever tries to take over any of the councils or any aspect of Elastos, there will always be people who can come in without the permission of the others. And it's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. So that and that's one of those things that are, are unique to you, Elastos, but it just doesn't really get spoken about because there's not many of us out there you know, talking Why? about this.
0: Why don't people merge Why? mine on Bitcoin more?
1: Oh well, they do. They do. It's uh, it's right up there behind um, Namecoin and RSK. So it's it's one of the top merge mine uh, projects. So um, I'm going back out now oh, nice. to talk about which anyone listening here who's a part of a mining pool or running a pool reach out to me because I'm now putting up a new implementation guide and I want to continue to grow that hash rate more specifically outside of China, like Founder USA and others that are growing because. We, too, want to become more and more decentralized with Bitcoin and we, too, are interested in the advancement of Bitcoin and, and how Alastos can play a role in that for our main
0: chain. This is actually a um, information most people won't find out anywhere else, that if you have old Bitcoin miners and if you have, and you go on eBay, you go on, you may not be able to m- earn much in Bitcoin, but you're mining and you're helping to secure the Bitcoin network, but you're exactly. also merge mining these other ones. And, if, and as Alastos is a top one, I don't know why more people aren't doing this, but buying up old you know, Bitcoin miners that may not earn you as much because the difficulty of Bitcoin is so high. But there are a lot of other blockchains that, you, that are merge mining with Bitcoin right now that you can do that to. Well,
1: awesome. I think that that's one uh, thing that you see in this space overall and not just talking about mining. People are interested in today. You know, What can they do today? What NFT can they buy today to make money? And it's, it's more about the long term. And this is what Bitcoin was built on because of, we want to disrupt things forever, you know. We want to disrupt it completely how the internet is being used. We don't want to go out and you know create a an NFT and make a lot of money and then sell it tomorrow. It's it's you can have both, though. You can have both that's because we mean. do provide the capabilities of these different technologies, and we will pay more attention to the ones that are pop, popular at times because that's going to help us grow our community and that's going to help us advance the tech in certain areas. But you have to kind of play 3D chess. You know, you have to think about this outside of just, you know, day-to-day.
0: How how should we be thinking about NFTs outside of day to day? Because I don't even know how to answer that question sometimes. I'm well. it's, so it's new. Yeah.
1: It's it, it's a new, it's a new technology. And, and for me, you know, someone like I said that's doing this every single day, it's hard to pay attention to everything. There's so much happening right now. But Just an example, going back to profile, you can start to have NFTs built in with your identity. So let's just say you have a subscription on profile and you want to link that to an NFT. Rather than expiring, you can give that to someone else and they can pick it up. Or if you uh, do a certain amount of um, credentials, like you link up all your social accounts, you can provide it an emblem or a reward that's attached to an NFT. And there's a lot that can go outside, like jump outside of the digital assets collectible space and you can actually start to use nfts beyond that
0: Do you see like securitizing homes as something like an nft would be used for securitizing a building or or securitizing like other types of digital assets that that are finite i know i'm i'm i think about this a lot too on my dog wall. i spend a lot of time walking my dog he's a great dog <laughs> well I, I think the nfts could play a
1: role in that and that kind of goes back to the original vision of elastos in itself it, how you can have a did for everything you can have a did for a human a house a dog oh, um, your wi-fi network like devices you can have a did for everything and that's where i think that why our team's really trying to push that with verifiable credentials because it is kind of like an nft you have your uh your identity piece you have your verification piece and that's something that is actually missing from nfts currently is the authenticity of it and and that's something that they're going to have to start to focus on next and that's where i yeah. think this type of technology can play a role
0: you've taught us that you've taught us on the show so far that 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 web3 tech is going to disrupt all types of the current like web 2.0 monopolies we've talked about how um, there's different types of security there's different types of of social consensus we've we've kind of like brought it all together but mm-hmm. i want to understand now from a listener's perspective what are the long-term value propositions for this web three? Why should they get involved now? Because you're right. NFTs, it's not a short-sighted things. We, I tell people, yeah, get involved, figure out what, what an NFT is, buy one or be involved in one, but then like, forget about it for years because we don't know what the point is of these things right now. Yes.
1: So. Uh, there, there's several different things, you know, just understanding what Web3 is, is, is the first step. Oh you got to have awareness. In the 1% percent it.
0: if you just understand it.
1: Yes, just understand it. Just understand. Think about in a, in a day what you're how you interact with your your phone, your online, you know, who's really controlling what you're doing. And that's one thing to understand. So the next thing I think is everybody needs to have a did. You need to have a decentralized identity online. So. What we created was getdids.com, simply just creates one. There's not much that you can do with it today. You can link up in the ecosystem of Elastos to other platforms, but you have one. You understand how it works. But I would really suggest that everybody goes to profile.site, and then you can start to really see, okay, I'm stepping into the web three. You know, Instantly, I log in with a traditional means of my Twitter access, my Instagram, whatever, and you create a did in the background. You don't even know what's happening. And then you can start to get credentials and verify different pieces of your information. And why is this important to people? It's because things are getting more and more centralized. Apple wants to control more. Amazon wants to control more. Facebook wants to control more. If you like living in that bubble, then go ahead. But one thing we haven't talked about that is critical is behavior modification. And that's on social media. And that's a very important thing that people need to know. I don't want to scare people. uh, (laughs) Well, Why do we need to know it especially? People know with with COVID, with uh, politics over the past couple of years, that there are things happening on social media that present things to you that you may not realize that are getting pushed in your direction and forcing you to join groups or to do certain things that you wouldn't have done otherwise. And this is a result of someone else controlling your data, controlling how you use the internet. And that is not a good thing. Now, are we all going to just change the way we do this because of these? No, I mean, I personally have dealt with things unfortunately that family and friends have been caught up in stuff on Facebook and others that they will not change what they're doing. But starting fresh now, we can start to build on these platforms differently and use them differently and have more control ourselves. And that's why people should be aware of Web3, Elastos, what Tomb Technologies is doing.
0: Donald, thank you so much for coming on Untold Stories today. This has been yeah. such a, a a brilliant show. Donald Buhlers, thank you so much. This is uh, 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 Elastos, Tomb Technologies. We've brought it all together. And I want to just mention one point with behavioral modification. This is one of the biggest fights that we have to fight over the next year, is that our data is, is already being used, but even more so going to be used. Right now, it's being used for us or, else, or, or as we think it's being used for us, for our shopping, right. for our advertising how simple and how easy will it be to turn it against us? And this is why we need to control our data. This is why we need to control our own sovereignty. And this is why no one's going to give it to us. We need to keep it on our own. And the only way to do that is by listening to Untold Stories and checking out profile.site. Get a DID, get a decentralized identity and have fun. Join the Cyber Republic. And I'm very excited to have you back on in a year from now to see how much you've grown and celebrate your five-year anniversary. Let's do it. Thank you. I'll see you soon.